0: I'm Frank Ling. And I'm Charles Lee. And you're listening to the Grok Science Show. That's right. It's a weekly look at the world of science, technology, and their effects on our daily lives. Coming up on today's program, Professor Arthur I. Miller will join us to discuss colliding worlds. So stay tuned for all of this. Plus the Grokatron 5000. And our world-famous question a week. Coming right up. Here. On the Grok's Science Show. Welcome back to the Grok's Science Show. Well, science and art may seem like two areas of human endeavor that rarely cross paths. Yet, recent advances in science have seen a commingling of influences on contemporary art. Well, joining us today to discuss this issue is Professor Arthur I. Miller. Professor Miller is a professor emeritus at University College London, published many critically acclaimed books, including Einstein, Picasso, Empire of the Stars, and 137. His most recent release, Colliding Worlds, How Cutting Edge Science is Redefining Contemporary Art, explores this issue for a general audience. And Professor Miller, we're very pleased to have you today on the Grok Science Show.
1: It's a pleasure
0: to be here. certainly our pleasure. It's certainly a fascinating book, uh, Colliding Worlds, in which you look at how science is really influencing contemporary art. I'm, I'm curious, how did you become interested in this subject?
1: Well, my background is in, is in theoretical physics, but I was always interested in the what is the nature of questions, and particularly how the mind works, what is the nature of the mind. And so I went into uh, a question concerning history and philosophy of science and then into cognitive science, uh, and it's a short jump from there, if you're wondering about symmetry and beauty in science, then you, are, you wonder about symmetry and beauty in art as well, and creativity in art, and creativity in science. And to me there was never any distinction between art and science, as is the case uh, throughout history. Uh, for Leonardo, for example, there was he had no need to make a distinction between art and science, they were one and the same.
0: Indeed, there's a, sort of an emerging field called neuroaesthetics. We're just trying to look at just this.
1: Well, yes, I don't uh, agree with uh, what goes on in that field, putting people in fMRI fun- functional magnetic resonance imagery, sc- imagery scanners and seeing what parts of their brain light up. So it really doesn't shed any light on aesthetics, uh, in my estimation. In my estimation, a better way to go about this is by methods of cognitive science, which uh, uses uh, algorithms. To, ex- to explore the creative capacities of, of the mind.
0: And so uh, really what do you think are the advances then that in science that are really starting to influence uh, contemporary art?
1: Well, uh, contemporary art now is really cutting-edge contemporary art. is built on a new art movement, which emphasizes the interplay among art, science, and, and technology. Artists now uh, come into art school, as they have since they were children, uh, computer literate, and they don't want to do painting any longer. They want to do art that concerns electronics, art that concerns algorithms. And the ramifications are Manifold, as I just discussed, I just mentioned the role of cognitive science in tapping into the creative capacities of the mind because there have been algorithms that have been constructed that, for example, generating music and art, which is very difficult to discern from music and art created by humans. And in that sense, I think there's something in those programs that allows you to tap into the creative capacities of minds like Bach, for example.
0: So it's really sort of the advances in modern computing technology that has allowed uh, contemporary art to sort of branch off and explore in these uh, sort of fundamental units. Absolutely. and
1: that's like, uh, We recall Picasso's words some years ago that art is, is research and there have been many interesting areas of art that have arisen through advances in uh, in technology for example uh, sound art where artists sculpt space with sound and data visualization art where artists uh, use algorithms to mine huge caches of data in order to represent them aesthetically and this also leads this also shows uh, how concepts from art such as aesthetics are being redefined as is art itself Because the measure of aesthetics in data visualization art is that a representation of data that uh, also uh, has a lot of information content has a lot of aesthetics as well. So the the, the greater the information content, the greater the aesthetics.
0: And and so are most of the advances then coming not out of traditional art schools, but rather out of more technology, science-driven places? You, You talk about MIT Media Lab and Google's Creative Lab, things like that? Well, there,
1: the notion of the traditional art school is disappearing. Art schools now uh, focus on art driven by electronics, driven by computers, driven by algorithms. That's where that's where art is at now, and this new mainstream is, uh, has every right to call itself a new avant-garde. Since, uh, for one thing, the products of the new art. Are 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 almost all rejected by the establishment art community because they're not they're not they're not commodifiable, they're not unique, and so on. We're reminded here of what happened in 19th century France when the work by artists uh, such as uh, Gauguin, Cezanne, Pissarro, uh, were uh, and Picasso were rejected by establishment art salons, and the, these people uh, created their own salons. One of them was the Salon des Refusés, Salon of the Refused, and now all that art has become part of the uh, beloved canon. And uh, that, I think, will happen with uh, what is called avant-garde today, electronically based art. In fact, what I believe is that uh, art, science, and technology, as we know them, this is even more extreme. Will disappear, fused into a third culture, uh, in which the new, you know, cutting-edge art, which I call art sci will be called simply art, and that leaves the door open for the next, as yet unimaginable, avant-garde.
0: You do trace the the movement of art and uh, its interaction with science throughout history, and oftentimes it's really been that art, in a way, sort of reflecting what scientists think of the reality as a whole. What do you think uh, this is saying now, with this sort of commingling of science and art, about our perception of, of reality?
1: Well, first of all, science has uh, always affected art, but now art is starting to affect science as well. The arrow is beginning to run in both directions. And this will will affect, all affect our notion of what is physically real because uh, notions such as uh, aesthetics, how we perceive, how we understand the world will undergo drastic change and, for example, what it means to be human. Will be uh, is under investigation in a in a field called biology and art, how the body will be radically changed in the 21st century, and we can and all of this mixes with robotics as well because there's robotic art, and we can well imagine that uh, in time some thousands of years in the future, for the most part, we will be we will be machines will take over, we will be machines there will be uh, as we have more and more chips inserted in us more and more electronic circuits. We will almost be on the verge of being uh, uh, a brain in, a, in a, uh, a brain encased in a machine.
0: I mean, that is the, the other aspect you, you, you mentioned quite a bit: is biotechnology influenced uh, science? Some of it being genetic, and, and of course, some of this being this interaction with the machine.
1: Well, right now we're only at the only at the edge of, of ourselves being on the verge of being machines, and, and that certainly uh, chips chips are already being implanted in people, artificial limbs. Are becoming very much like human limbs, and this trend will continually advance. There'll be gene enhancements, and soon one can imagine that there will be machines which have consciousness. And the whole notion of consciousness is under under investigation now too. What it means, perhaps, to unload consciousness into a, into a computer, what it could mean to uh, teleport people,
0: consciousness and all. So you mentioned earlier this coming of this third culture. How will this sort of be redefined with uh, these kind of intermingled uh, human-machine devices of the future?
1: Well, all endeavors will be will be redefined. I mean, that's happening already, no matter what, what you call it, a, a third culture or whatever. Uh, a, what I mean by a third culture is a culture in which art, science, and technology are all are fused into one. Uh, science and technology have become... Uh, uh, pretty much fused. I mean, there are departments and universities now called engineering sciences, something unheard of, say, uh, 20 years ago. One has uh, branches such as nanotechnology, which is a combination of, of physics and um, engineering and the various bio, biotechnologies. Uh, these will, will, advances in these areas will change us and our conception of what it is, of how we relate to the world around us and therefore of how we conceive of the world around us and how we can conceive of that uh, objective reality, that real, that, that true objective reality which is out there beyond our perceptions. Uh, this this marriage of, of human and machine will allow us to move beyond our perceptions.
0: Uh, well, it certainly is a very fascinating book. Uh, we are running slightly out of time. I'm just curious if you have some uh, final words regarding uh, how cutting-edge science is, redefining contemporary oh, wonderful. Yes,
1: uh, what I'd like to be, people to go away with from this book is an appreciation of a new avant-garde that is upon us, a new way of considering our relationship with the with the world, with the world in which we live, and how this can also inspire us to to works that we couldn't conceive of having of producing in in previous eras.
0: Well, the new book is called Colliding Worlds, How Cutting-Edge Science is Redefining Contemporary Art. The author is Professor Arthur I. Miller. And, Professor Miller, I want to thank you again for joining us today on the Grok Science Show. Okay, right, Bye. Bye. And that's all for this week's edition of the Grok Science Show. Make sure you tune in next week for more from the world of science and technology. If you'd like to contact us here, you can email us at science at grox.net. For Grox Science, I'm Frank Ling. And I'm Charles Lee. Make sure you also see us on the web at www.grox.net. Have a great afternoon and keep on grokin'.